This is the Radioactive Summer Break. I'm your host, Laura Jones. Tonight, we're passing the microphone to a couple of folks up to good trouble and good fun right here in our community. On Thursday, the Utah Council for Citizen Diplomacy will host a youth summit in recognition of the United Nations designated International Youth Day. We'll be talking with Amina Ahmed, a senior at Granger High School, a 7 for 17 winner, and a keynote speaker at the summit, as well as Vincent Carson, who is the youth program director for Utah Council for Citizen Diplomacy. Since 1967, they've been building peace and understanding one handshake at a time. Also on the show, Race Swami head coach Matt Finnegan. He started the nonprofit swim team on Salt Lake City's west side back in 2011. Since then, Race Swami has had a 100% graduation rate from their kids at East and West High, while sending many on to college, some on to scholarships. Stick around to hear about the program's free tutoring and mentoring in Spanish and English, summer book club, speaker series with folks from the city's west side. Oh, and they're swimming. Here's Matt, though, with his pick for our Songs of Summer playlist. Um, you know what I like that that we would crank here, and maybe the kids didn't appreciate it as much as I did because it's it's got a little bit of uh, bluegrass to it. But uh, it's the Old West Side by the Tillers. And I would crank it while we were doing dry land and the kids be all, oh my gosh. But I think secretly they all really liked it. Well, let's let's send that on out to all the race Swami kids, past, present, and future. How about it? Ah, that sounds good. I think we should. We'll crank it up for you, Matt. It's Songs of Summer, the radioactive summer break on KRCL. Looking to make a difference? Hey, what about donating blood this summer? The Red Cross is facing a severe blood shortage. So give now, help avoid delays in life-saving medical care for patients, and it just might be you or somebody you love. So visit redcrossblood.org. Make an appointment today. You're listening to the Radioactive Summer Break. I'm your host, Laura Jones. My next guest started Race Swami Swimming and Enrichment Program back in 2011 to help kids on Salt Lake City's west side develop their swimming skills, as well as the discipline to also be successful on dry land. I reached him, of course, at the pool. My name's Matt Finnegan. See you, Ed. I'm executive director of Race Swami Swimming and Enrichment Program uh, based here in Rose Park. Where are you? We're actually at the Granger Pool in West Valley City because that's one of our three pools that we use. Yeah, so we use the uh, Rose Park Pool and then our the old sweatshop, which is the Glendale, Glendale Pool, Sorensen, and then this spacious, almost brand new uh, swim center here at Granger High School. Fantastic. So I noticed the story that the Amplify Utah team and the Salt Lake Tribune ran. And I'm like, it's been a while since we've had Race Swami on. Yeah. So I thought I'd check in, especially with the Olympics having just wrapped up and Utah's own Ryan White yep. meddling. And I'm just curious if that's been inspirational to your Swami kids. Um, well, some of them, I'll be truthful. Some of them don't know who she is. <laughs> I don't think a lot of folks did until she meddled. But that's because they're 10 and unders 
our older school kids um, and some of our coaches, of course, would know exactly who she is. And um, I remember her growing up in the uh, Temple Dell program down in kind of the Harriman area. And so I kind of got to watch her grow up because she was a year older than um, my stepdaughter, Peyton, um, who's now at UC Santa Barbara. Um, and anyway, so, you know, we got to witness those great years of her growing up and, um, and getting faster as she got older. And then, uh, then she moved over to Wasatch Front Fish Market and swam under uh, Ron Lockwood. And she did really well while she was there. Um, started making sectional meets and junior nationals and nationals. And then Alabama came calling and she kind of made it to the next level from there. But, you know, Ron did an exceptional job and really getting her to the point where um, he was giving her everything she could get, she could handle. And it, it was fun to watch that. So, but a lot of our kids, it's, uh, that was way before their time. We've got a really young team. And so um, I think for them, probably the one question they would always have in watching the Olympics was why aren't there more kids that look like them? And um, that would be more darker skin, or as we call it here, really tan kids. Um, and well, that's what they like to call themselves. I'm really tan. And uh, yeah, you know, just, it'd be great to see more, um, more of the Latino community uh, being represented by USA Swimming and, and therefore around the world. Well, Ray Swamy doing great work in Rose Park and Glendale, but it's all about the kids. So tell me about your kids. Tell me about the team. It's been a while since we've had them in the studio and on the show. Well, um, most of our kids come from low income households. So, uh, you know, I would say it's probably well over 80%, but to call it safe, I'll say about 80% of our kids, the, the total number of kids who swim year round, uh, come from low income households. So basically they're receiving, they're receiving free or reduced lunch at schools, area schools, um, most of our kids come from Rose Park and Poplar Grove and Glendale and Guadalupe Park. That's kind of our bread and butter. And then we also have kids um, out here on the west side in West Valley City. The Olympics always puts a spotlight on swimming in the summer games, I feel like. Um, but you've been doing a booming, I don't want to say business, but laps. You've been booming laps with your Swami kids for a while now. What do you think it is that draws the kids in? Well, yeah, this is our 10th year. So, you know, we, we founded it in 2011 and we've grown steadily since then. And we're, we're happy with the growth. Um, the basic thing for our kids is having fun and getting the most out of themselves, learning more about themselves because, you know, a sport like swimming is definitely going to do that. They're going to learn about adversity, how to deal with it, um, how to come back tomorrow after having a bad day today. Um, and these tools, they can apply them to school because um, one thing that we're really seeing is our kids are having success in the classroom. We have since we started in 2011, we have a 100% graduation rate from East and West high schools. 
um, which is phenomenal when you compare it to what the graduation rate is for those two schools um, as a whole. Um, so we feel like we're giving kids the confidence in the water and they're bringing it out into the world. And so many of our kids now are going to college. We've been around long enough to see the, the benefits of, of what swimming and race swami and all the support that they've gotten. Um, we still offer free tutoring for our kids, uh, all subjects that they need to, you know, where they're needed as, um, assistance and so forth. So whether that's Spanish, um, because a lot of kids, even though they speak Spanish, they don't necessarily know how to read it or uh, spell it. So, you know, we get kids um, getting tutored in Spanish as well as the sciences and definitely math. And then we have a book club every summer. Um, so we get about 30 to 40 kids involved in that. And, and then we have a speaker series as well of uh, local uh, people that have been influential in the West side communities of Salt Lake. So we try to do a lot of that enrichment component. Uh, and a, we apply that as, as kind of a benefit to being a member of the swim program. So I think that allows a lot of our kids to, to stay in the sport, um, to stick around on the team. And and we have great retention rates, especially when we compare it to, you know, a national scale. Well, Kirsten Bucher from Salt Lake Community College wrote the story for Amplify Utah and the Salt Lake Tribune. And in it, I just wanted to quote the stat that she cited. Data from USA Swimming, the national governing body for competitive swimming in the U.S., shows just 7% of its members are Hispanic or Latinx, and 6% are African-American or Black. So Ray Swami is, is really bringing kids that otherwise wouldn't see a pathway, even perhaps to the podium, into the sport. Correct. Yeah, it's not an affordable sport. People think it might be, you know, you need a pair of goggles and, and some suits or whatever, but that's not the case. Um, when, when you add it up week to week, month to month, year to year, it's an expensive endeavor. And... We did not have a program like this in the state of Utah, not let alone Salt Lake City, but the state of Utah. We're one of a very few number of programs that serves underrepresented youth in the entire United States. In fact, now, you know, they've named me to the DEI board for USA Swimming, which is the Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Board. Uh, so we can try to figure out better ways to get more kids involved. But it comes down to the fact that the resources, there's not a lot of resources in inner city Buffalo or West side Salt Lake City, um, you know, and that was quite apparent uh, during COVID. We were the one of, we were actually the last team to return to the water uh, because there were no, there were simply no uh, facilities on the west side for which our kids could train in. So, you know, we went months without uh, training and had to, you know, kind of get creative online by, you know, doing dry land on Zoom and uh, having speakers uh, from all over the U.S. and integral uh, speakers, you know, to keep our kids kind of connected. So we had to get really creative with that. And, um, 
thankfully we were able to kind of withstand it. We, we, we took a few hits. We, we lost a few East side kids, but we, we didn't lose our community. And um, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the fact that uh, our West side kids stuck with us and saw the value of this program. Well, I'm guessing you probably had some watch parties for the Olympics and the swimming competitions. Did you ever imagine when you started this 10 years, 10, 11 years ago, that Ray Swami would be part of perhaps social justice in our community? Um, I do now in hindsight, but when I started uh, the program, I simply saw a need. I, I had a couple kids while I was um, coaching at Judge Memorial uh, who wanted to get better. And I said, well, you, you just got to join like a USA team, a, a, a year round team that you can train. And then, you know, that can help you build your skills and development. And, you know, they came back to me two weeks later and said, sorry, coach, we can't do it. And I'm like, why not? And uh, they, they gave me the reason, you know, like, we can't afford that. And, uh, you know, and, and then the drive to wherever and, um, and so I just, the, the light bulb kind of went on and I, I spent, I didn't just rush into it. I spent about a year doing the research and, and asked myself, is this feasible? And can I do this? You know, as a father who raises a special needs kid, um, I wasn't sure I could pull it off, but the fact of the matter is, is when I got the support that I did, from the people that said, I've got your back, Matt. Um, I was all in. I, I felt like I had to do this. And, you know, my most influential uh, person growing up was my swim coach back in Los Altos, California. And he always told me, he's like, Matt, you know, you're lucky to live in a place like Los Altos. You're growing up in this place that with all this affluence and all these you know, things going on in Silicon Valley. But, you know, the big thing that makes your character worth uh, something is giving back. And it never really, uh, you know, wasn't apparent to me until he passed away. And and this was kind of my way of, of telling him, that I'm, I've got your back, Kevin. This was my coach. And I wanted to do something that was going to make a difference in the community. And I have to admit that's been the most fruitful part of this whole journey has been making a difference on the West side and being able to meet all these wonderful kids who are now in, you know, in college or beyond, and they're doing great things. And it's so awesome. And you don't remember the times, you don't remember the times they posted I do, but they don't, <laughs> but it's, that's not what it's about. It's, it's what they're doing now and, and being able to hug their parents, you know, or speaking Spanish to you and just saying, you, you made such a difference in Gabriel's life, you know, Jesus, you know, he's going to be a, you know, he's going to be a med student and it's all because of Ray Swami. And I just feel so good about that. One of the many things that you do with your connections in the community, like you said, a speaker series, you bring folks in. You're trying to connect dots beyond the pool, right? Yeah, exactly. I want them to be able to see other great people that have done some some great things, uh, especially on the West Side, because sometimes, you know, having role models isn't always a given. Um, and especially in swimming, 
not being able to see Latino faces, you know, other than having to go back to maybe 84 and 88, and 92 with Pablo Morales, but you don't see a lot of Latino faces. And I just, I feel like you, maybe we don't have to right now. Maybe it's going to be you guys someday, but right now I want you guys to see Latino faces in our community, like Jorge Fierro, who just basically came from nothing and just built something great and is, has a great product and, and, a, and, an, uh, and a cool company and he's doing great and he's giving back, which is one of the biggest things. I want him to see that. Jorge Fierro of Rico Brands. How many Swami kids do you have now? We've got about uh, 60 kids that go year round, which is good for us right now because given the fact that one of our three pools is not operational uh that's probably a good thing but uh the big the big stat right now is that we've served a hundred kids this summer in free swim giving them free swim lessons so we're offering free swim lessons uh all through the summer and we've served about a hundred kids all low-income kids all receiving free lessons Wow. So what can the community do for you right now for folks listening, you know, or thinking, I want to, I want to help Ray Swami. I want to help the kids in Ray Swami. Is there anything that you need or any website to direct folks to, to get more info? Well, our website, which uh, was, which was thankfully done by third son. So it, it's not a mess anymore. It's not the Winchester mystery house uh, is rayswami.org. And they did an exceptional job for us on that. Um, they can get a lot of info from there, um, where we need help is really like swim instructors in water with kids, uh, learning to swim. I mean, right now we've got a bunch of kids in lessons right now, uh, behind me that are going through, uh, a summer long, uh, lessons program. We want to continue into the fall. So, um, we'll probably scale that down this fall, but um, we still want to continue doing it. And so we, you know, we need help with instructors. We're always looking for donors. Um, you know, every dollar counts. We have such a low overhead. We don't have expensive offices downtown. Uh, the, the money goes really to the kids. I have foundations that help us pay for the, the, the pool and facility costs um, we've got some great foundations who've been with us basically since day one, or at least I would like to say day 366, because most of them wanted to see what we could do in a year before they were going to, you know, say, yeah, we'll give you 10K or we'll give you 20K. So, uh, you know, but they've been with us since since we needed them. Let's just put it that way. But we're always looking for help. Uh, volunteers is great, but we pay our instructors. Uh, we had a lot of alumni this summer who wanted to help and they didn't want to be paid. Uh, they just wanted to give back. So we got them involved. But yeah, we're always looking for help. Uh, it's a great nonprofit program. It's West Side based. Uh, we're homegrown. We haven't ever changed our tune. We want to serve West Side kids. Uh, we certainly have had our success in the water, but we're also very much aware that the real success comes from serving the kids. And again, you've got a 100% high school graduation rate. 
Totally. hundred percent. That's what we're so proud of is, you know, every year we uh, celebrate the kids who graduated by taking them to a restaurant and really treating them right. Our board pays for it. Uh, the kids get just totally celebrated and then they get these great journals that they can take with them for their next chapter. And usually that next chapter is going off to a great college. Uh, so we have a few kids right now that are currently swimming in college and we've got kids just going to college who might be in pre-med or the entrepreneur program up at the U, uh, whatever it is, you know, we're, we're still in contact with all our kids and we're really proud of them. That's coach Matt Finnegan of Race Swami Swimming and Enrichment. Check tonight's show notes for a link and if you've got time and dimes to give, please get involved. I'm Laura Jones, and still to come this hour, Amina Ahmed, senior at Granger High School, who will give a keynote address at the Utah Council for Citizen Diplomacy's International Youth Summit this week. To take us there, the Staples Singers on KRCL 90.9. Everyone deserves to eat. If you're one of the more than 350,000 Utahns experiencing food insecurity, there is help. Utahns Against Hunger maintains a list of emergency food resources. Visit uah.org slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening to the Radioactive Summer Break tonight. I'm Laura Jones. And a big thanks to our engineer, Bill Ramsey, who's overseeing construction of the new KRCL studios. If you haven't heard, we're all homecasting as those get built. But we're on track to be back in a real studio in October and that's when we'll bring back our radioactive community co-hosts. You can read more about that on our website at krcl.org. My next guests are part of the Utah Council for Citizen Diplomacy and this week's International Youth Summit. On Thursday at the Viridian Event Center in West Jordan, the single-day summit for Utah's young leaders will give youth the tools to engage with global problems facing Utah, the United States, and the world, ultimately encouraging them to become worldwide change agents. To find out more, I spoke with UCCD's Youth Program Director Vincent Carson and Amina Ahmed, a senior at Granger High School, a 7 for 17 winner, and a summit keynote speaker. Here's that conversation. Vincent, start by just laying the groundwork for us on what this summit is and why it is. Yeah, thank you so much, Laura. So the International Youth Summit is, this is our first annual event. We're planning on doing this every year going forward. Um, it's really to recognize the incredible work that Utah's youth are doing um, related to the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. Um, and so it's a full day event in West Jordan at the Viridian Events Center. Uh, and we are going to be highlighting work done on climate change, on economic development, and on youth leadership. Who is it open to, and does it cost anything? Yeah, it's open to all youth in Utah who are aged 14 to 32. That's the UN definition of youth. I like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's totally free. We um, thankfully had some uh, generous sponsors from KeyBank. Well, as you said, the summit is themed on 17 Sustainable Development Goals, and we'll get to some of those right now with Amina, who is recognized as the winner of the 7 for 17, a new awards program highlighting young people working on these 17 Sustainable Development Goals right here in Utah. I understand you were selected for the 2021 cohort for your work related to SDG, SDG 16, Peace, Justice, and Strong Institutions. So take us into this. Um, why are you working on this? Why does it matter to you? Well, 
It mostly matters to me just because I feel like I've always been involved with politics or diplomacy in some capacity just because of my background. But in a more specific sense, it's more so the sort of empowerment I feel with like working with other teens my age, because that's mostly the reason why I do what I do. I'm not working with older adults. I work with kids who are my age, teach them about road registration, teach them about civic engagement and all sorts of things that fall under the SDG 16. So that's primarily why I'm so excited about that sustainable development goal. Well, you said because of your background. So tell us a bit about yourself. Um, so I am a first-generation Somali immigrant, and anybody hears the word Somali, and they think about all the crisis and all the hysteria going on in the country surrounding like the UN, the environmental issues, and all these sorts of things. And it's sort of impossible to not be hyper aware of those sorts of things, especially when I have family who are living there. So just like being so intimately aware of diplomacy growing up, I feel like I've been naturally drawn to it in a sense. Your first generation, you were born here. When did your family arrive from Somalia in the United States? Uh, my family came here in November 2001. Yeah. And when it comes to peace, justice, and strong institutions, like I said, you're first generation, but your family has this history in Somalia. What is it you think um, our country needs to do? Well, when it comes to more developed countries such as the United States, whatever domestic policies that happen and take place in the United States affect the global world on a huge scale. So I guess like, despite my work being super domestic and involved with like voter registration in the United States, a lot of that has a sort of chain effect going on in different countries, whether it's like direct foreign policy or the people who we elect and all sorts of things. So that's that's sort of the reason. You said you like to work on voter registration with your peers. Tell me about what you and your peers think of voting given the chaos of our last presidential election with two-thirds of Republicans thinking the election was not fair. Um, do you and your peers, are you invested in voting and taking your place in uh, our politics? Yeah, that's a good question. I think when it comes to a lot of youth my age, there's a sort of People always assume there's sort of hyper-partisan impression that goes on with a lot of us. But if you talk to any kid my age, you'll find that it usually starts with an issue they're passionate about. And whatever party, whatever policy that falls under into, then they go that way. You know what I mean? It's not hardcore this party or this party. It's hardcore this issue. And this is why I care about it. And whatever, whatever sort of policies that falls under into, that just happens. So as um, your elder... <laughs> I'm not as optimistic at this stage in my life. And I'm kind of curious where you sit on that optimism to pessimism. Is there any cynicism in your worldview? Um, to be completely blunt, I'll be honest, there's a lot of pessimism, but um, there's always a sense of hope when it comes to like looking at the potential for change. There's always a huge capacity to make a difference. So that's where I draw a lot of my sense of hope, especially in the sense that um, you see a lot of the youth change makers doing things right now rather than coming onto the stage and hitting the pavement once they're older. You know what I mean? So like yeah. there's always that saying of youth aren't the future, we're the current, you know what I mean? So yeah. What are you excited about for this International Youth Summit with all these folks of your age group coming together? 
I'm excited to see a lot of kids' perspectives on diplomacy change. I know we're going to host a diplomacy simulation, which is basically a mock trial type of thing. And I think that first, like when I first did my diplomacy simulation with the Utah diplomats, um, it sort of like immediately changed my perspective on how all this sort of thing works. So I'm excited to see like their perspective change on that too. You're giving a keynote. What are you going to be talking about? My keynote. Um, I talked with Vincent about this before, but I feel as though I don't have much to offer when it comes to like speaking. Like I don't have a myriad of experiences to talk about. I'm just like any kid in the audience. So one thing I know I can for sure speak on is the importance of telling a story and hearing a story, like sort of how I just sort of talked about my own story and why I'm drawn to diplomacy. If every kid my age can find their reason why and their background and tying into that, that's one of the most biggest tools they could use when it goes on to like going into diplomacy or an interest in politics or anything along those lines. Vincent, I want to come back and close with more details about this summit. But in listening to Amina, I got a little hope back right there. Just a little, little smidgen of my jaded senior self was obliterated by her hope. How about you? Um, I, that's why we're hosting this summit. Uh, I mean, even today, um, we're recording on Friday, and we have the worst air quality in the world right now. Uh, and that's taking a little bit of my hope out. But hearing Amina and hearing all the youth who are going to gather on Thursday, that's that's where I get my energy and that's where I get my drive. Exactly, Laura. You guys are also keeping a close eye on what's going on with uh, public health and are prepared to make changes, I understand, if need be. Yeah, so right now, um, of course, things are changing. Um, we're in contact with the Salt Lake County Health Department. Um, we are requiring masks for all attendees, regardless of vaccination status. Um, and we're going to be pretty strict on that. And then lastly, I did want to talk about something that's really important to the summit, and that's the Global Leaders Scholarship Fund. Tell us about that. Yeah, so the Global Leaders Scholarship Fund is a legacy program of the uh, 68th United Nations Civil Society Conference that was hosted in August of 2019 in Salt Lake City. And we really see this youth summit as an annual event in the legacy of that event, uh, highlighting the Global Leaders Scholarship Fund. Um, and so you can learn more on our website at utahdiplomacy.org um, and by attending the, the summit where attendees can also get information about joining young diplomats of Utah with UCCD, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So no matter what your age is, um, 14 to 32, we have some program that is a good fit for you and we want you to get involved with diplomacy. That's Vincent Carson and Amina Ahmed of the Utah Council for Citizen Diplomacy and the International Youth Summit happening Thursday in West Jordan. There's still time to sign up and attend. Just check tonight's show notes for a link. I'm Laura Jones, and this has been the Radioactive Summer Break. Coming up at 7, Democracy Now!, Vagabond Radio with Barbie at 8, Connor in the Late Night Lowdown at 10.30, Super Sounds with Chovy at 1 a.m., and John Florence starts your brand new day each and every weekday morning at 6 a.m.